What made him this way? What is the attraction? What keeps us fascinated? This is the story of Chris Chan. On October 1st, 2014, Christian made an angry Facebook post directed at all the employees of SEGA, enraged by the redesign of the character Sonic the Hedgehog on the new video game and animated series Sonic Boom. Sonic's arms are not blue! You all continue to make me most angry with this most criminal of changes in history ever! You either recall everything of the new Sonic Boom right now, or I will seriously not rip his arms off! and seriously will watch you all at SEGA DIE from this heinous of crimes EVER! He attached two photos of himself pulling at the arms of the aforementioned miscolored arm Sonic plush doll, which he had purchased himself, explaining in the post's comment section that he fixed the arm color from blue to the previous standard beige using Crayola model magic clay. Meanwhile, he continued to inquire about his trollsome girlfriend, Catherine, with her fictitious friend, Shayna, via email, feeling increasingly worried about their relationship ever since she supposedly began spending time with another man, Colin. Catherine eventually replied to him, letting him know that nothing happened between the two, and that she felt doubtful about Chris's ability to handle their open relationship if he became so uncomfortable at the thought of her spending time with another man. Shayna was pleased to hear that they were talking again, and revealed that she and Catherine were discussing costume ideas for Halloween. Chris said that they had planned to dress up together in a lesbians through time costume concept, while Shayna said that Catherine was more interested in the Catwoman slash dominatrix theme. The next day, Shayna told him that she had already planned to dress up as a dominatrix with Colin acting as her slave, which made Shayna uneasy since he was black. Christian was surprised by the revelation of his race, to which she replied by sending him an alleged photo of Colin while on a business trip in China. In response, Chris wanted to convince him of the importance for men to wear bras and to not walk around in public while shirtless, sharing with him his Braziers for Males Facebook page, which Colin failed to take seriously. He tried to make Shayna talk some reason into him, but she too failed to understand the reasoning behind Chris's logic. He replied to her with a heated email. You don't get why males should be top covered? Well, for one thing, I find their breasts simply horrific and vulgar, and the nipples do not help them either. Second, a lot of males are going to end up with drooping B-cup or bigger breasts anyway! Would you want those things flopping all about while they're topless? I would not. Black! Third, there is a major thing called modesty! Not many people like show-offs. Ugh! Super seriously, those ugly, offensive, vulgar, topless hides just give me really bad shivers and quakes, near enough to cause a freaking seizure. Vertical bar, colon, open parentheses. Males must be top covered. Sent from my iPhone. Stay safe. Christian W. Chandler. He soon after apologized for his temper, stating that he was stressed at the time because he thought that both he and Catherine were not ready to have sex with other people before each other, when in fact, she was. He also explained that their open relationship was his idea, which he believed could give her the freedom to explore her bisexuality. He was beginning to accept the idea of Colin making advances towards Catherine if they were consensual, and if he kept her safe. He felt very conflicted, however, when he found out that she was not keen on his cause to make all males wear bras. In response, 
he asked Shayna to conduct a poll with a desired sample size of over 1 million people to find out how many of them were offended by the sight of male breasts. If more than half disagreed with him, then he pledged to close his Facebook page and reprogram his mind to become more tolerant of them. Chris complained again that Colin was laughing at his cause and wrote of the many occasions during which he witnessed shirtless men and became horrified by the sight. On October 4th, after Colin theorized that Chris hated the sight of male breasts because of repressed sexual urges and suggested that he would satisfy Catherine instead, Chris decided to block him and wished him the hell into misfortune. He then messaged Catherine, stating that he would not stop Colin from doing anything with her, but still warned her about him because he did not take Chris seriously and continually laughed at his concept of brassiers for males. Shayna then forwarded to Chris an email she received from Colin, who wrote that he felt Christian was significantly overweight, judging from his Facebook photos, and thought that his hatred for male breasts was a projection of his own insecurities about his body. Colin offered to help him by improving his diet and joining him at the gym to possibly acquire muscles almost as defined as his own, which were apparently well appreciated by Catherine. After reading his response, Christian decided to unblock him. He appreciated the gesture to help him with his weight loss, but took offense at Colin calling him fat. Later that day, Chris made a remorseful post addressing his girlfriend and Colin. He apologized to him for comparing him with a rapist and for calling him a womanizer. He also said sorry to Shayna for getting her involved in his dispute, and thanked Catherine for continuing to support him as he continued to learn how to act in an open relationship. He acknowledged that the mix CD he had made for her had leaked onto the Quickie forums, and assumed that it had been stolen from her. He asked whoever had it to return it to his home address. In addition, he attached a link to a YouTube video he made in which he expresses the same sentiment as his written post. This is Christian Chandler of Rockersville, Virginia. I'm recording this video because I have apologies to make. I want to apologize to uh, Shayna, who was a good friend of mine, but not my girlfriend. Uh, but helped me, helped me out and rely in details and whatnot uh, amongst uh, my sweetheart, another one of my gal pals, and uh, uh, new man of the hour. Uh, his name is Colin. I, uh, with my sweetheart, uh, everyone I know her by now who knows me, because they found a CD I gave her, yeah, her name is Catherine. So, yeah, with that, uh, I would really appreciate having the CD sent back to me, and I'll make sure she gets it, because it's the master copy, as well as the master print and handwriting in there. So I really would appreciate getting that back. Anyway, I've really screwed up here because uh, while Catherine was in New York recently, <sighs> yeah, uh, Colin asked her and Shayna to go out for a sailboat ride. Uh, Shayna couldn't make it, but Catherine went. They had a good time. On, they had fun time on the boat. Nothing else happened. Colin treated her with respect, and I'm guessing kept his distance, but definitely respected 
my sweetheart. And, uh, she's been going through a lot as well. She, need, she needed this good time as well to get away from the uh, bad things of life that's bothering her. Uh, it's relevant to her father, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Anyway, Catherine, you mean the world to me, sweetheart. You really do. Uh, I've been going under a lot of my own stresses lately. Especially in response to everything. And I miss my father every day. It all hurts. I'm very sorry for all the mistakes I made. I can't stop loving you. Deep within my heart. I don't know all the lyrics. So I'll just sing from the bottom of my heart and the depths of my soul. I love you. Not long after the video was uploaded, Christian resumed communication with Colin. The preceding messages are unknown, but in the first week of October, the pair moved on to discussing Chris's criminal history, with Chris telling him about the times he had been arrested, and that he and his mother were on probation until next June, until which time they were convicted felons. He then provided definitions for two of his unique terms relevant to the subject. Jerkops, meaning police officers, who abused their power to cause more evil, and managerks, managers of establishments who punished the innocent while bored or evil. He recommended that Colin visit the troll-created Quickie in order to find out more about his past. Colin was surprised by his felony charge, and recommended that he tell Catherine about his arrests. He further suggested against using made-up words like Manajerk and Jerkop because it made him seem foolish and less credible. In the next email, Chris wrote in detail of his troubles concerning the gameplays and its manager, Michael Snyder. He claimed that Snyder had hired people to act as witnesses from the store next door, and merely kicked the front fender of their car twice and faked his falls. With the conclusion of their trial, Chris stated that the manager received no compensation for his setup. He then elaborated on his earlier solicitation charge, which came about as a result of his use of the attraction sign to attract possible female partners. After visiting the quickie and reading the official police records, Colin was disturbed to find out that as opposed to what Christian told him, he and his mother had run over Snyder with their car, and that Barbara had also assaulted a police officer. He decided to send a copy of his email to Catherine to show her how troubling his behavior was. Chris replied, writing that he told his mother about Colin's inquiries into their court case and involvement in his romantic relationship. She handwrote a note addressed to Colin. Colin, what is between my son and Katie is none of your damn business. Shut or fk mouth. You're the dumb one trying to tear down someone you can't be face to face. Our business is none of yours. You live in hell. You will suffer for the attacks on my son, Mrs. C. Christian also transcribed Barbara's message in his email, though he altered her words to add more emphasis on his involvement with Catherine. 
Colin then sent an email accusing Chris of hiding behind his mother, to which Chris retorted that he was simply honoring her wishes to let him know how she felt about him, after Christian admittedly revealed private information to him by mistake. He stressed that all that was written about him on the quickie was ancient history, and was upset that Colin shared that old info with Catherine, thusly hurting her. Chris found him to be an untrustworthy individual, wished him to rot in his own hell, and wrote him a random Axis humor poem. Alright, I'm going to fart on your head. My name's not Fred. Don't wet the bed. Is your face feeling red? You have bad street cred. Has your family been fed? We've got a lawn to mow and shred. This pencil has lead. The patient has bled. Stay out of my shed. Don't break the bed. For your crimes have you pled. The book has been read. I fear where to tread. Lord Zed. The lesbians have been wed. The world is corrupted. My bear likes to be called Ted. Hasn't enough been said. Oh look, it's Ed. Your conscience and mentality is limited. You do not know everything of the world, and perfection of anything is only a grand illusion in your head. Colin did not like the poem, and felt that its stupidity further proved that Chris did not have the emotional maturity to be in an adult relationship, and hinted that Catherine may have lost romantic interest in him. In response, Chris took responsibility for his mistakes, but stated that Colin was also to blame for the chaos. He said that Colin needed more growing up to do, since unlike Chris, he did not have to work to overcome his autism, nor did he spend a night in jail worrying about the safety of his mother, or get beaten up by police officers and managers. Colin was not impressed with Christian's defense, stating that other people with autism have achieved more than he did. This is the last known email correspondence between Colin and Chris. Meanwhile, Christian continued to post updates about continuing to make and send out more Sonic medallions for willing buyers on eBay. By the end of the first week of October, he had received close to 80 new medallion purchases. Privately, Christian tried to make a deal with Mr. Smith, the person who received his angry-eyed Sonichu medallion. He suggested that he could make another standard-looking medallion for Mr. Smith free of charge, in order to convince him to drop the case against him for sending a medallion which was not as described. Mr. Smith later received the replacement, which was made like all the others, but its nose had broken off during delivery. He then requested that Chris draw him a picture featuring Sonichu and Mr. Smith himself, so that he could stop his complaints about Chris revealing his personal information on the internet. He provided two photos of himself for Christian's reference. On October 9th, Chris shared on Facebook that he owed eBay $300 in fees for listing his items, and demanded that people buy his original drawings still up for sale. He then posted a picture of his mother's BMW, which was still up for sale only for a price of $15,000. William Byers could call Barbara's phone via the phone number Chris listed on his post. The next day, Christian called Colin's phone at around midnight, but he didn't pick up. On the day after, they exchanged a long text message conversation. Colin let him know that he didn't answer his phone because he called when he and Catherine were in bed. Chris said that his call and urge to leave a voicemail was an impulse by their friend. He then told Colin to get on his motorcycle and join his bully brothers at the bar in the desert and get stung by a scorpion. Colin did not understand his message and called him a child. Chris then informed him that he was on his way to a showing of the documentary film Wish Me Away, which focused on LGBT themes, and expected to meet up with many other lesbians like him in attendance. Colin did not acknowledge him as a lesbian, since he possessed a penis, to which Chris replied, My lesbian soul links better to them, and the ugly growth is easy to conceal under my skin, 
and satisfactory. Atribitism is easy with a piercing on my taint where my clit is, city boy. Colin rebutted, "You don't have a clit. You have a penis." Good luck trying to hide it if you ever manage to get some lesbian interested in having sex with you. Christian messaged back. Tucking it in is easy with an empty strap-on. No dildo. The sphere makes up for the faults of this ill-damned gender I was forced to be born to. Maybe I'll lend the dildo to you so you can shove it up yours. And, by the way, among which, you give the males a most terrible and horrible name in your behavior. Most uncouth. You have no soul, Colin. You are shallow. And your forehead is so bald, the sun could reflect off of it and blind everyone in its shaded brown light. Blinded by poo light, Colin replied that he would let Catherine use the strap-on dildo on him. In response, Christian said that he would let her do that to him also. Colin then wrote that he received his doctorate from Oxford University, with Chris replying that he maintained honor roll throughout middle school and high school and received a degree in computer-aided drafting and design. He called Colin a bully and hurled insults at him in order to catch up. Chris also claimed that he was neither racist nor a bigot, and listed off Bill Cosby as a black entertainer who he liked. He then named other male entertainers such as Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Jerry Seinfeld, and Kelsey Grammer, who he considered as among the one percent of males who were decent and respectable. Chris proceeded to list off several female entertainers he enjoyed, including Britney Spears, Lucille Ball, and Pamela Anderson. He declared Colin as one of the 99% of males who are phony, argumentative, compassionless, and trolling stupid. He confessed that he hated to have been born a male and wanted to get an organ sex change operation after the birth of his child, and would even enlarge his breasts. Chris then revealed that his mother was a breast cancer survivor. The next morning, Christian called Catherine at 3:50 a.m. At around midday, Colin began text messaging him again, complaining about being woken up. He let Chris know that she did not appreciate his comments concerning the poo-colored glare glinting off his shaven head. Chris eventually responded to his messages over six hours later, refuting claims that he was a racist. Colin thought otherwise. Chris rebutted, stating that if he were truly a racist, he would have called Colin by the N-word, a word he claimed he never used. They proceeded to insult each other and defend themselves. Colin asked if Christian became a male lesbian because of his small penis. With Chris responding that his ugly growth could extend up to seven inches and could even stretch it and shove it up his anus, Colin doubted that any lesbians would be interested in him since he had a penis. Though Chris wrote that he had a lesbian friend who he was interested in asking out for casual conversations and then possible tribadism, he threatened to show his and Colin's texts to their mutual friend Shayna, but Colin told him that Catherine told her to stay out of their dispute. On October 13th. Christian revealed on Facebook that he realized that he owed eBay money because he made a lot of sales in the past month, and asked for some to contribute to sales amounting to $150 to keep him from going in debt. His request was soon fulfilled by an unknown individual. The next day, he posted that he shipped out the majority of his orders, and even though he had still more to make, he would give himself a break the next few days. Also, under the suggestion of frequent Facebook commenter and financial contributor Kenneth Engelhart, he offered to make a wider selection of custom medallions, such as ones depicting Sonichu and Rosechu's children, Robbie, Sarah, and Christine, or an equality symbol. On October 16th, he shared an article from the magazine Elephant Journal, in which he learned that having sex might prevent cancer. Two days later. He wished his Facebook friends and followers a happy Halloween, and asked if anyone knew of any Halloween parties in the Charlottesville area. 
he also attached a photo of a My Little Pony character he made out of Legos. On October 19th, Christian wrote a post on his Braziers for Males Facebook page. I was thinking more about modesty amongst the common male. Besides the fact that their top portions should still be covered to less offend those, including myself, who feel and have been feeling offended with topless male nudity. There is another amongst the common male that should still be considered more concealed from those sensitive to them as well. The bulge. The bulge definitely remains obvious even regardless of what kind of pants they wear. Even opaque leggings alone would not suffice to keep that covered up. But I have found in my own personal expression of my lesbian transgender sexuality that leggings and skirts together can better conceal the bulge. The skirt is more loose outwardly, so even if it becomes aroused, to use the term loosely, the bulge becomes less obvious to tell. Also, I like to hide my long, ugly growth underneath my taint, tucked between the skin and my underwear. This also helps in better being able to look down and not have to look at the darn thing. I am not saying males HAVE TO wear skirts and leggings. But in the name of modesty, it would be beneficial. And, y'all will be able to better feel the breeze of the air on your legs and lower region, which is good. And with the light chill getting there, y'all may find better seed population growth there as well. Again, using the term loosely. So, take a page from my book of life for your consideration. Skirts and leggings for better modesty. Males do not have to be such offensive show-offs. That is so stereotypical of them to be show-offs. Prove yourself not stereotypical and more modest. Have a good and safe day. He then shared a photo of himself wearing a skirt to demonstrate his methodology. Two days later, he expressed his surprise at finding out that due to recent negative ratings on his eBay account, Chris's selling status was rated as below standard, and as a consequence, his recent transactions were being withheld by eBay, preventing him from using his earnings to ship out more commissions. He later notified his followers that he spent two hours waiting for an eBay customer support representative to answer his call regarding his status. The next day, he notified on Facebook that the matter had been sorted out, and asked that people not be defrayed from ordering by his inconveniences. It was around this time that Mr. Smith received the drawing he asked for from Chris, which included a bemused-looking Sonichu pointing at a depiction of himself, telling him, You just can let up and be patient, could you, Mr. Smith? In addition, the background included an ice bucket over the door intended to be opened by Mr. Smith, and a painting of a sinking tugboat on the wall. He was apparently not amused by this illustration, which convinced Chris to make a brief YouTube video apologizing to him. To Mr. Smith, I'm very sorry about sending you the medallion with the angry face. I should just treat you like the other customers and give me the original face in the first place. <sighs> well, you did get that, if, the second one, and I apologize for drawing with the want of dropping a bucket of ice on your head. Because you sent my finances down the drain there, like a sinking ship. I'm very sorry. <sighs> I'm hurting. It hurts. Everything hurts. A lot hurts. Goddamn stress of life. Uh... <sighs> 
He soon after removed the video, though trolls managed to download it in time and re-uploaded it onto YouTube. Privately, Mr. Smith told him that he did not believe that his apology was genuine since he was not wearing his Sonichu medallion. Chris replied, I am for real and I do not have to wear my medallion to prove myself. I have done more than your money's worth for you. I am the real Christian Weston Chandler of Ruckersville, Virginia, and you can tell best who I am from my face. I am sick of kissing your pitiful ass. Now, you can kiss my cooch. On October 25th, Christian learned about the controversial video game related topic known as Gamergate, which he interpreted as a misogynistic viewpoint against women developing or playing video games. He was against that stance, confessing that he liked to portray himself with a female avatar while playing games, and asked for the misogyny and cyberbullying to stop. He shared screenshots of some of the custom-made in-game characters he created to represent himself. Soon after, he made another Facebook post, pleading for a cure for autism to be found, sharing stills of himself fighting a personification of autism in the Nintendo 3DS game Super Smash Bros. Two days later, he learned that Dr. Temple Grandin, prominent proponent for the humane treatment of livestock and also autism spokesperson, would be coming to Virginia to speak at a conference regarding autism. He wished to attend the event and try to meet her as well if he had enough money. He eventually declared that he could not afford to go to the conference. On the 28th, he proclaimed eBay as a terrible website for placing vulgar labels such as below standard on sellers and withholding funds from entering sellers' PayPal accounts giving them a rating of only half a star out of five. On Halloween night, after encouragement from Renee, a troll posing as a friend of Catherine and Colin, Christian dressed up in a 70s lesbian-esque outfit and went to a costume party and show featuring numerous drag queens held at Charlottesville's Impulse Gay Social Club, a gay nightclub. Chris later commented that he enjoyed the show, but complained that the speakers at the venue were too loud, thusly giving the gay club a rating of four out of five stars. On November 5th, Null, the owner of the Quickie Forums, made public that he was to shut down a private discussion board that could only have been accessed by a select few people, a board which led to more trolling and interference in Chris's life. He censored all names pertinent to the discussion, but made it clear for the first time to the wider community that all the gal pals who communicated with Christian in 2013 were trolls pretending to be his former high school classmates, and inferred that Catherine Chris's then-mysterious girlfriend, was also a troll. Null felt guilty that all the people Christian knew in his life, be they friends or foes, were all users of the forums, and called for anyone who wanted to contact Chris to reconsider their actions, as he was visibly drained of energy and enthusiasm, and said that further trolling would be morally reprehensible. Null did not consider shutting down the forums, as he thought that people would continue to discuss Chris either there or on another site. In the time since Chris's father died and activity died down, users of the forums began discussing other individuals who became known for their laughable antics, known as lolcows. Null and other users involved in the discussion thread considered expanding on that concept to create a website that addressed the actions of numerous perceived lolcows and brainstormed rebranding themselves as something along the lines of the Kiwi Farm, based on a common mispronunciation of quickie forms, as uttered by some lolcows. On November 5th, Chris made a lengthy Facebook post declaring once again his dissatisfaction with Sonic Boom because Sonic the Hedgehog's arms were blue. He called for a boycott of the game and TV show. He attached a photo of himself holding a figurine of the newly designed Sonic with his arm color corrected with modeling clay. 
His post also featured a long list of hashtags designed to get the attention of many platforms and individuals. In a comment on his post, Chris stated that the blue arm travesty was just as awful as the so-called whiteface, referring to singer Michael Jackson altering his skin color. A friend of his asked him why he had bought at least two Sonic Boom toys if he planned to boycott the franchise. Chris wrote that buying a few items to recolor their arms was a small ironic price to pay toward his cause. On November 6th, a person operating an excavator executed a controlled fire near Christian and Barbara's rental home, possibly in an effort to dispose of dry debris, which may accidentally catch fire at a later point. Chris was made irrationally upset by this ordeal, believing that the man controlling what he dubbed a shovel mech was irresponsible for setting a fire so close to their residence and a forest. He also posted a video of the event on YouTube, which he titled as Male idiot tries to put out fire and sits there someone. Please call 911 for Flintstone Drive. Why? Partly revealing the address of his rental house. Are you watching? Yeah, and I'm recording it on my iPod. Video. <clears throat> yeah, you see what he's, you see? He moved his shovel back and he's looking like he's trying, he's either stoking it or he's trying to put it out. Well, I could try covering it with the dirt. That's what it looks like he's doing right now. This can go on YouTube. Shoveling Mayo Idiot tries to put out fire. Surrounding a forest and neighborhood. Hey, there's a lake nearby. You know what? He could scoop some water and put it over the damn fire. My mama tried calling 911, but guess what? The darn idiots won't listen. They think he's not breaking any laws. Concern it. They don't have a lick of common sense. Oh, now what? I'm not. I'm driving away. Yep, I stoked the fire. Now I'm driving away. Oh, I'm an idiot or something. Look at me. And now I just turn myself around. And now I'm gonna sit here and watch the damn fire some more. Somebody please call 911 tell them to get over here. The next day, he let his Facebook friends know that he was alive and well and that the fire had been extinguished. Also on November 6th, Null posted a close-up photo of Chris's taint piercing not long after it had been pierced. It is unclear how he obtained this picture. Three days later, Christian told his followers that he caught up with all his drawing commissions and further advertised his still available drawings and medallions from eBay to serve as possible gifts for the holidays. In addition, he said that he was planning to move back into his old house sometime in December, which may delay his production of commissions. On that same day, he continued his spree of hate against Sonic Boom, replying to a post from the official Facebook page which asked of people's opinions on the first aired episode of the Sonic Boom TV show, that he was still boycotting the game and the TV show until Sega fixed Sonic's arm color. A day later, he announced, Take a stand with me! Not only boycott Sonic Boom, the games, AND the TV show, but also discourage everyone from buying the games and watching Cartoon Network until Sega recalls EVERYTHING Sonic Boom including the TV show, and changes Sonic's arm color back to their original color. Riot the streets until they fix the monstrosity! In the comments for his post, 
Chris refused to believe in talks concerning the idea that the Sonic Boom franchise was not canon to the rest of the Sonic the Hedgehog media, and that the protagonist for the new games and TV show was not technically the same character as featured in previous games. Kenneth Englehart suggested that maybe he should create a petition to change Sonic's arm color instead, and asked why he was so upset by this. Christian replied that he was upset because Sonic the Hedgehog's arms were not supposed to be blue. He added that after numerous complaints directed at Sega, he claimed that he was blocked from leaving any more comments on the Sonic the Hedgehog Facebook page. Soon after, he provided his friends and followers with a download to the game case covers for Sonic Boom as made for the Wii U and 3DS, which he altered to correct Sonic's arm color and added a caption, telling all to boycott the games since his arms were blue. Chris told them to print off the images and paste them onto the game cases on sale at every nearest game retailer store, GameStop. On November 12th, with the help of Kenneth Engelhart, Christian founded a new Facebook page with the aim of better publicizing his cause, titled Keep Sonic Original. Other people joined the page and contributed to the discourse. Some were weens, who seemingly supported him and encouraged his actions further, and others tried to help him by making him realize the error of his ways who were known by the forum members as White Knights. Also on that day, Chris received an email from the Fairfax Cryobank, a fertility center to which he applied to donate his sperm. He was rejected by the clinic, without any exact clarification as to why. In the aftermath of his rejection, he wrote a series of text messages to Rene, saying that he got rejected and so felt lonely. He was now searching for a woman to bear his daughter, and if not Catherine, he would have offered Rene the opportunity, except that he knew that she was in the midst of her own troubles and didn't want to bother her about it. Later that day, he once more advised that someone consider purchasing Barbara's BMW for the non-negotiable price of $15,000 and provided her phone number again for any inquiries. In his next post, he advertised the Sonic medallions that were still up for sale on eBay and showcased nine different possible varieties in a photo. Over the next few days, Christian continued to complain about Sonic's blue arms on Facebook, both on his newly founded page dedicated to his cause, and on his own personal profile. On November 17th, he wrote an account of how he went into the retailer Target to find that the game Sonic Boom was so successful that it was nearly sold out. He then got into a heated discussion with store security personnel concerning sensory overload of the blue arms and stalking of the so-called shit game. He urged his followers to go to the store to encourage the staff to send the games back to Sega and to buy back all the sold copies in order to send them back as well. Also on the 17th, he announced on his Keep Sonic original page that a member posing as Japanese game director and designer Izuka Takashi, who was heavily involved with the Sonic franchise, was in fact fake. Another user then made a post writing that the Sonic from Sonic Boom was in fact a descendant of the original Sonic and that it's not canon of the original game series. Chris angrily replied, That does not matter with the freaking issue! Did I not make it clear that I do not care rather or not it is freaking canon or not? OMG! I so fucking hate that word, canon, in the definition of matching or related. I have hated it since that definition of the word confused me from after its introduction to me while I was drawing my comics years ago, which led me losing my inspiration to draw more among the troll and bully abusive reasons. On November 20th, Christian publicly revealed on Facebook that he had applied to become a sperm donor and was rejected, theorizing that it was because the sperm bank was discriminating against autistic people. 
His lengthy post was thought by four members to have been written by one of his friends, as it lacked his special signature writing quirks and flair. Also on that day, Kenneth Engelhart, along with a few people Chris communicated with on Facebook the most, which included William Elliot Waterman, among others, began to work on a new Sonichu and Roastu website under the domain name spurgweb.com. At the time of its publication, the site was still in its rudimentary stages, with limited visual appeal and functionality. The staff created a forum offshoot site as well to encourage fan discussions. Other Facebook commenters felt unsure about its intentions due to its primitive website design and its name, Spurgweb, which used the term Spurg, a derogatory way to describe someone with Asperger's syndrome. After some time, Chris chimed in as well, saying that upon checking it out himself, he did not like it, and stated that it looked trollish and suspicious. Kenneth conceded and took down the website. On November 21st, Chris posted a drawing he made depicting himself in a fit of rage, recoloring Sonic's arms while in a thought bubble asking Sega to recall all Sonic Boom merchandise until his arm color was changed back. He pleaded for everyone to share it with the Sega and Sonic the Hedgehog Facebook pages. Two days later, he notified his friends of a flash sale on his mother's BMW, which was still up for sale for a limited reduced price of $9,995. Three days later, Chris text messaged Renee with updates about his move back into their old home. He notified her that their house was still being renovated and that their insurance company could only afford to pay for the storage of their furniture at the Rainbow Restoration Storage Facility until the end of the month. If they had to pay for the next month themselves, it would cost them $1,600. As a possible alternative, he asked Renee if they could borrow her house and store the Chandler's furniture there until the renovations were completed. It was soon settled that they would rent another storage unit for their furniture with money Barbara borrowed from Chris's life insurance. Renee never replied to his messages. Later that day, Christian wrote on Facebook that he had a much-needed, short, five-hour-long power nap after a stressful week of irregular sleeping patterns. He aimed to fulfill the rest of his orders within the following day. On November 25th, Quickie Forms user Skyraider91 returned to the Chandler's house to take and share pictures of its most recent appearance. By this time, the roof had been rebuilt and new windows were installed. There were still many disposable items visible on the front lawn, along with a dumpster along the side of the house. The next day, Chris regretfully informed his followers that due to the snowfall, shipments of his medallions and commissions may be delayed. Also on that day, he updated his wishlist album on Facebook by arranging its items in order of importance and made a post specifically regarding the items he wished to get, revealing that he had added a Sony PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation camera. On the 27th, he made several posts on the Keep Sonic original page, restating the importance of the protest and telling his followers not to give up until all Sonic Boom merchandise and media were corrected. He then privately attacked William Waterman over the Facebook Messenger app about posting spoilers for Sonic Boom and demanded that he delete them. He elaborated why he didn't appreciate seeing those posts. Something you really detest gets made into a real video game and a TV series and a toy line. From such, it makes it as official as the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog when IT originally aired. And when you do not want to hear a damn thing about that which you detest while you are protesting it, you would not want anyone telling you anything about its story, content, or shit! And having such revealing content on the page AGAINST the thing you hate while you are rallying your support troops to dispel it would jeopardize your operation. Because if the story arcs and content should spark interest in your ranks, and your troops leave the group, 
The success of your protest falls! Now, do you understand, BillyWitchDoctor.com? William had assumed that Kristen wanted to see spoilers because he was interested in buying the game when it was at a reduced price. Chris denied this claim. After William reached an understanding of the situation, Christian gave him a metaphorical gold star sticker. On November 29th, Chris left one more enraged post on his Facebook page. Another thing of interest from what Billy figured out, I am not in it at all for buying the blue armed game for quick reduced value either. And on that, if we continue to take it slow, the software will be reduced and the TV show will run its course and everything will have been done to death. No! We need to kill Sega into recalling everything now! Even if we have to do something like put knives and bombs to their throats! And we must make all the stores send all things Sonic Boom back to Sega in the name of recall! And force Cartoon Network to pull the show! And force Sega to fix the arms in every freaking episode there as well now! In response to this outburst threatening violence, Kenneth removed Christian from his own Facebook group. Soon after, he deleted the Keep Sonic original page altogether. With the recent change in his idol's appearance, Christian showed just how much he was unwilling to accept seemingly insignificant modifications. This was in part due to his autism, which made it difficult for him to accept changes. In addition, his response was the result of a lifetime of being pampered by his parents, and years of inflated self-importance brought about by the trolls, which led him to falsely believe that he had any power at all to make a difference. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please check out the video version of this series up on YouTube on my YouTube channel, Gino Samuel 2.1, to get a better understanding of the story. If you like what I do and you're interested in supporting me, consider checking out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Thanks again, see you around.